Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hey. Hello. It's Friday. Things happened this week. I know. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Particularly this part. Okay. okay. Out of all the doctor detectives, okay? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, Portia almost cracked the case. She's been going stir crazy and decided, okay, Valentine, I'm going to find him. Tell me everything there is to know about your dad. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, like, what? What are you going to do with that information? I get that she's stressed. And I find this interesting because she said something else and I was immediately having a reaction, but then she came to the own conclusion herself. That happened to me a couple of times this week where she goes mm-hmm. to Anna. Do you think um, Victor is capable of hurting Trina? And I'm oh, like, boy. is she really asking this to the woman who's in a hospital bed yep. because he shot her? And then I don't know if she was trying to make Portia feel better by saying <laughs> Trina is because she said, he loves his family, right? So he did not hurt Valentine. So he shot me to hurt him. I know. Him. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly. She's like, so Trina is his leverage and his way to control Spencer. And I'm like, not helping, ex- not helping. Ex- Shut your face. <laughs> and then Portia's like, yes, I see. So she won't get shot in the stomach. Silence. <laughs> <You> know, like- <laughs> So that I found pretty hilarious, but the whole keeper was just, you know, inching forward. It was like, it was like, I don't know what kind of superheroes, but banding together. And I got goosebumps like the whole entire time. Everything Victor related was coming in from all angles. And one of those was like Tracy and Felicia and Holly, and they were coming back on the aeroplane. The airplane. I'm like, oh my god, it's not your Ethan, but he's just stuck on another airplane now. Yeah, so Once he's back again. to he's, <laughs> yeah, he, he just doesn't he doesn't get off them. But what I thought was the funniest is that when we were talking about this last week, I was freaking out because I'm like, oh no, Holly's driving up the price, and then, and then Tracy <laughs> legit complained about that. I loved it. I did think about you, so I'm really glad they said that. Another thing that was surprising was the fact that Tracy was actually really upset that they were not working together or that she was left out. I know. I kind of like that. I mean, I didn't know how adventurous she was. Like, I know Luke is a big adventurer, and I couldn't remember if they went on any capers together. Do you remember any of, like, the things that Tracy and Luke did back in the day? I'm confident they did things together. Fantastic. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the follow-up question. <laughs> but I don't know if I believe Felicia. And Felicia was like, Luke would not have wanted you to like like look into his murder and like avenge him. And I'm like, I don't know, probably, yeah. I mean, doesn't everybody want to be avenged though? Yeah. I'd be like, I think you should spend the rest of your days avenging me. Exactly. Anyways, I feel like to live. Avenging. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. I agree. I would want that. And also we saw a little like chat between Holly and Ethan. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't quite right. So I feel like I'll call him Ethan. Um, 
told his mom some information that uh, was not shared with the rest of us on the aeroplane. No, we had to wait some time before we heard that information. No, and then when he was talking about, like, well, what's left for you in Port Charles? She, like, Holly really felt that there was something left for her. I don't know why or how, but she thought that there would be something left for her in his office. I hope it was friendship. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Holly, <laughs> Holly was a girl we all knew in that moment, and I was just like, <laughs> wow. She walks in and says some, she says some stuff. Like, Oof. I could not believe it. Like, literally, she was, like, he was holding her waist, and they were, like, inches from each other. And she walks in and goes, oh, did I walk in on some high-stakes legal negotiations? And I'm like, Seriously? yeah. <laughs> okay. Really? And I love Diane's reaction, because I feel like that was genuinely everyone's reaction at home. Before yes. she walked in, they were having their little thing. And I was laughing because Johnny was watching with me and they flashed back to their first kiss. And then Johnny is gasping, like next to me. He's like, Oh my gosh, they kiss. And I'm like, This is like, it's like watching it's like, it. So last week. I know, right? <laughs> or he's like, Backseat General Hospital watchers, what I feel like. He's going down. <laughs> <laughs> so out of that scene came my favorite line. Ooh, tell me. It was Diane, and she said to Robert after she's not like, you know, Holly comes back in. She sees Robert, like, rush to her. She realizes the way, like, her role in their plan, and she wasn't too thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. And then she walks away saying, trust me a little more and use me a little less. Yes, it was on my list, too. It was a damn good line. And then he tried to be like, can I walk you to your car? And she's like, no. Diane is who she is. And we, and we don't like them messing with the strong female characters. Like, yes, obviously mm -hmm. we all have a range of emotions. But I love in that moment that, you know, Diane chose herself. And she wasn't going to play second fiddle to anybody. She saw room for their relationship to grow. And there was an opportunity. But the minute Holly came back, it's like he was a lost little boy again exactly and I just kind of enjoyed her conversation with Alexis I found like this week Alexis and scenes with Laura Alexis and scenes with Diane it was kind of like old Alexis and I liked yes. and I liked how they connect and relate to each other it's fun between Diane and Alexis I do they've always had such a wonderful friendship and Diane has been there so much for Alexis over the years yes <laughs> so it's nice to see some of that wisdom given back to diane so we saw like alexis also talking with laura and i feel like it's the first time she sort of acknowledged like her family's on that boat because the first time we saw her she was mostly just kind of dealing with news related to the haunted star and even when gregory came to see her because her family was on the boat to be honest she wasn't exactly having a reaction before gregory got there no, and I almost wondered at that point in time, and I don't think I mentioned it last week, like, was he, she just doing it to just mask the feelings, you know, not being able to deal with all of that chaos? Because she creates her own little drama in her life, but it's been a really long time since something really severe has happened to her. <sighs> Honestly, like, yes, of course, somebody could create other drama to distract from whatever they're dealing with. But in all honesty, I just find that, like, lately... And they exhibited this in scenes with Sam mm -hmm. and also with Diane when Diane had to confront her and be like, wait a second, you're jumping to conclusions. And it's happened also a few times with Sam. And I feel like ultimately there is a part of Alexis that is so lost 
in yes. her new business and her new business is about sales. True. You know, it started off with wanting to like do this paper with integrity, but she's so hungry and thirsty for a story that it has started to kind of impact her relationship with other people that talking to her, people get kind of irritated and kind of like, is this on and off the record? So part of me does feel like she's got so caught up in the story for a sec and maybe because she's a Cassidy and she kind of just assumes everything is going to be fine because she's so disconnected from her family. So therefore disconnected in her reaction to the story. Okay. I like that perspective. So ta- have, watching her with Laura just kind of felt like a little bit of old her back. And then we see, I think at this point, Laura like is also kind of figuring out what to do with all of this new information. Um from Drew and Curtis. Yes, yeah, just kind of kind of break down the plan, figure out what to do or, or what it all means, really. Yeah, she had pulled in Robert because Robert was part of the original storyline as well. What I mm-hmm. thought was hilarious at this point was the fact that when they were saying, should we pull the WSB in on this, that they started to talk about the fact that the WSB would not have jurisdiction. Yes. Which I thought was the funniest thing, and it's called the World Security Bureau. (laughs) They seem to not be able to do anything, so I don't understand. No, I thought that was funny, but more than just kind of like confirming location, they also just confirmed that, like, screw this, they're just going to rally and they're going to do it themselves. And they made a plan to kind of like depart in an hour but what I thought was really interesting and I wondered why was this necessary Mm -hmm. was when Curtis says okay I'm gonna go and brief Nika I know I was like that's an interesting like is she your bestie like it's about her covering the bar like that really stuck out to me but even so it's quite the detail right you could have just said i'm going to go tie up some loose ends at the bar and come back or just say i'm going to leave cuz no one really cares what he's doing <laughs> in that hour <laughs> so i thought that was so i thought it was so strange to have brought up nika specifically i do too do we think it's like a, a wrench and things or I mean, Curtis is a wrench in things, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. But then you had Laura. Like, it's so crazy to watch how quickly the dynamic shifted. Because the moment she bumps into Valentine, she's like, that's who she wants to see. She wants to debrief him. And Mm -hmm. the moment he kind of, like, was said he was coming, she was was relieved. Yes, she was. She expressed, like, gratitude that he was coming, but then, like, quickly understood when he pulled back to stay with Anna. I loved that moment between them because we get these little nuggets of, you know, them building their relationship, how far they've come, who they are to each other. And this like mutual respect that he has with very specific characters. And when he's on screen with Laura, it really jumps out. It does. Do you, oh, I had a flash in my head. It's not good. It's not good. Okay. In this moment, as we talk about like the evolving relationship between Laura and Valentine, I think yeah. to myself... If Lulu were to return, I I could see, like, given how Lulu was when it came to Valentine and when it came to Nina, I could see her going full Nina on the situation. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, could you blame her? You know what I mean? If she comes back and sees, like, Brooklyn tightly aligned with Maxie co-mothering like her her daughter right having such a significant role in Maxie's daughter's life 
and then being all angry, but then having the people she loves, like Maxi, be like, well, you know what? Brooklyn did something really significant for me. Or complaining to Laura and Laura being like, no, Valentine has been like so invaluable over this past time. Could you imagine people she loves just being really taken aback by her judgment because they've grown to know these people in such a different way? Oh, yeah, it would be so interesting to see because, like, time stood still for her and everybody has moved on. Relationships have grown. People have evolved. And she's still, you know, five years ago. (laughs) Pretty much. So, okay, so so Valentin says he can't come. He really wants to stay by Anna's side. And I thought that was was super naive of Valentin because when it comes to ELQ and being harassed by Ned, he just felt that ELQ can wait. And I was like, you know, that's so not how this works, like, at all. I know that, but, like, I was uh, frustrated with Ned, of course, but I wish Valentina had maybe reached out to Michael, or, like, there's got to be somebody else apart from Ned that works in the company, like, does Valentina have an assistant? I don't know. (laughs) But he does have to do certain things, like, the points Ned brought up were valid, because things, there was actual real consequences, but I guess maybe Valentina expected Ned to take care of it, but I don't know. At the end of the day, they're probably worth... You know what? It's true. Ned could have easily put out a statement instead it came from Valentine. Yeah. But but chose not to. Ned was tedding it all over that conversation. Yeah, pretty much at this point. And so, like, everyone reconvenes at the um, hospital because they were using the helipad, which I thought was so cool. And I just thought <laughs> Laura was just so cool. You know, like, even Robert was like, can I come? Can I do this again? She's like, no, you stay here and do your job. I know I'm the mayor, but that's why I relieved myself from my duties temporarily to go do this. I'm my own boss. Exactly. Like, I just, I love the way, this is what I thought was the biggest theme over the past week. You know, with Laura, it's really explicit. This idea that, like, this happened to me ages ago. If you think about our conversation with Curtis, I was treated as age. The boat was yeah. given to me. There's a lot of history. You know, there's a lot of explaining who Luke was. But we saw it in so many different ways. And I really found, like, that this week, there were moments where I really felt they were setting up so many future storylines and dynamics Okay, they cemented mm-hmm. significant characters. So I'll, I'll give a, like a few and we'll get into the storylines further later. But just okay. Sam and Michael, like her role yes. in the wedding. Um, the moment between Christina and Joss where Christina asked her to yes. go for a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even Ava just explaining Sunny and, and Carly to the way she did it to Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tracy coming back and the whole like it's Monica's house. There was just so much setting up and passing of the baton reminding people who is significant to who because it's interesting moving forward you know like sam may be playing a different role like we don't know what other characters stay or go but there was mm-hmm. just a definite i just felt there was a lot of cementing um the history and just a lot of setups oh absolutely that's what made it like even more interesting this week it's always exciting yeah. to watch always exciting to talk about but yes those moments definitely definitely stuck out and there's also certain things like we've been talking about has popped up really really interesting especially like you said we'll talk about later that joss christina moment was oh good very good so as everyone heads to greenland i just love the combo that they assembled right like just the fact that it's like like a mayor of a town <laughs> in greenland 
to basically save the world. They don't know that they're going to save the world, but yes. that's essentially what they're going to do. And I just thought they looked so funny in the elevator. And then all of a sudden you have Valentine that like coming along. I squealed when he put his hand on that elevator door. I was like, yes, this is the best. I was freaking I, out. <laughs> exactly. I was just as excited as Laura was. The funny mm-hmm. moment for me was the fact that like, I don't know. This, like Curtis is so strange because like when Drew came to see him, he's like, you're at the hospital. Like, are you with Portia? You know, supporting her. He's like, oh, that's complicated. But like, is it though? Right. Like, let, like, let's just contrast this concept of like family first and family being so important. It's like, look at everything the Corinthos clan has been through, but something significant happened. Sunny is present. And here is like a really crazy situation. Like her child has been taken. Yes, you're going to help save her child, but you think it's like too awkward to go and check on her. You think it's too awkward to sit in a room with her. Like, how does that matter? Given the situation, if you contrast you know, how he's handling the tension versus how, like, the Corinthos clan is handling their tension. Well, it's very frustrating. I mean, we talked about the fact that Curtis acts very young. Like, the fact that Laura had to basically, like, give him busy work so that he doesn't interrupt the police work. Like, we know yeah, uh, kind of where he's at. The only good thing that he said this week was when he was talking to Laura and he said, well, she was talking about the curse and the history. And he's like, well, let's break that curse. To me, that was like the only mature adult thing he said all week. <laughs> yeah, but he also disciplined Valentine. was all like, we're, we're, our mission is to save everybody, not not to like avenge or take down oh, yeah. Victor. And like Valentine's face, and it killed me. I'm sorry, but like gold star moment. <laughs> when when Drew wrestled Valentine away, like I am just yes. so curious. Like, did they did they play that out? Was it written that way? Were they like experimenting with what that seemed like? It was just so unexpected, I find. Yes. It was like more in line with the kind of like like comedy type stuff that we talk about that we say that we really love on the show. Like those unexpected non-soap moments. It was kind of shenanigans, right? Like, yeah, like, no, I still need to check things out. Like, there was so much said and unsaid at the same time. But it was so good. Like, I just love that moment, the way that they find a way to sneak in a little bit of, like, humor into it. Well, uh, you know what? What the word you use is perfect. Shenanigans. <laughs> and I will say this. So what did, like, did you feel the conversation between Alexis and Anna was was off or weird? It was very weird. It was awkward. It was strange. And I don't, I can't really put my finger on it. Because they know each other. Like, I'm sorry, but they know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they both dated Finn. Aside from that, hello, just work-wise, she was a lawyer. Anna was, like, the the chief at one point, the commissioner or whatever. And so I just feel like you're acting like you don't know each other, but I guess it's different because Alexis is kind of talking to her as Valentine's girlfriend, like this person coming into the family. Like, I guess Alexis came to the conversation as Valentine kind of being hers. Like, she did come in with more info, right? She came in with the fact that he texted her and she's executor of the will. Like, I tried to look at it from a perspective also of, like, it, you know, she's delivering information. She went into a little bit of, like, lawyer mode, a little bit kind of closed off and trying to deliver the sensitive information and give her an update. So I'm like, that's kind of the perspective I took to make it make sense. I guess so. 
I guess so. And I, and I guess maybe it was more of that, like, I don't know, I guess for me, I just saw it as validating them as a couple a little bit, you know, validating mm-hmm. that, you know, like Valentine is the good one. But when she said like that, that, that Anna had something to do, like crediting Anna for being the reason for Valentine being I a know. good cast. I'm like, I'm sorry, no. but he was good before they hooked up like he had started evolving like on his own and it had nothing to do with Anna um but yeah so that was strange but I, you know what it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier the fact that like Alexis has been a, a little disconnected from everybody including Valentine, and the fact that he's this involved with Anna and all the drama that's happened with her family because she's been so obsessed with Gregory that's true she's been in her own little bubble but what I thought was strange was the way the conversation ended was when Alexis tells Anna, oh, it's my friend Diane. She knows Diane. Yeah, it was all st- very strange. So, yeah. So, th- so that was kind of uh, a little odd to me. Um, okay. So, so wedding lead up. It happened. Did you even think the wedding would be broadcast this week, much less a Thursday? Like, I honestly thought, if anything, the wedding would have started on Friday. What did you think? Same. I was so excited. The more we got of this wedding, the prep, I would just kind of was eating it up. Like, I love oh, all man. the parts. Right? Like, I love all the parts we get to see. Even with Portia's wedding, like, seeing the the reception and seeing, like, all these different aspects that we don't normally get to witness like the prep work with Olivia, the makeup and hair, the something old, something new, like all of these little parts just make you so ingrained in the fabric of we're already so in love with them and fans and are rooting for Willow. And I just really felt a part of that experience. That might sound so cheesy. (laughs) No, like you should see my face. My mouth is open. You literally took the words right out of my mouth. Like no joke. When I was watching it, it kind of felt like it was a real wedding. Like you felt really involved. And I too started thinking about Portia's wedding, like how much I love getting to be a part of all of the like reception moments, because as we see this week, we do not always get a reception. (laughs) no we don't (laughs) and so I actually am kind of like enjoying the way in which it was covered because we had two weddings we had Portia's wedding we had this wedding this year and I kind of like that Portia's wedding was more reception focused and this one was everything before so we didn't have a wedding being presented in the same way which I liked yes it made me feel complete I also thought it was interesting um in terms of the gathering of people and how they filmed, it may be a little bit scared though, but when they filmed from Willow's perspective, walking down the aisle, but when I thought about it in a different way, it was like her embracing every moment and taking in everybody's expression and really mm. kind of imprinting everything. Oh, what Carly had said earlier. Yes. Yes. Oh, but Mel, Ooh, it starts a little earlier than that. <laughs> Okay, we, we had a little one-on-one Sunny and Nina time. Okay, so Sunny's bringing. Tell me, tell me what it's oh, like. Okay, so first Sunny's bringing out the big guns. Oh, the yes. island, the, the island. Sexy talk. Oh yeah, and I love how she thinks she's so ahead of the game. I know what you're doing. Yeah, anybody with eyes knows what he's doing. Okay, <laughs> she's like, you're doing this because my life sucks and nobody wants me around. Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly why. (laughs) And also because you can't do anything. But it's when Sunny 
starts talking to her that it all kind of like hit me. And I'm like, wow, that's what's been happening. When Sunny thanks her for not being resentful and bitter and mm-hmm. for putting Willow first, I'm like, oh it my was gosh. Weird. Yeah. Like, first of all, that's not Carly. And like, it made me realize he really does He's trying to see the best in her. He's trying to see what he wants to see. Basically, I felt like it was like wishful thinking. Yes. Because like, that's what it made me think about because I'm like, what is happening here? Because like, I mean, he got to know her in Nixon Falls, but that was a bubble. Like, I, like at the end of the day, like, yes, they got together, but it, remember, that was all a bubble. That was all without inserting them into their regular lives. So he has been holding on to that sort of idea of her. Okay, so I have a second part to that because okay. I, I didn't necessarily think, I think he's, in my perspective, laying the groundwork because I do think with bridges being built, and I think we talked about this last week, that yeah. what happens when his family comes back into play and he obviously misses his family oh and he gosh, misses those yes. connections and that eye contact and that like unspoken love that I feel like he was laying the groundwork to praise her, but at the same time say, well, I'm going to still, like, continue to see my family, like, without you because they've, like, accepted me. But I also kind of still dig you. So I'm going to say these things to you. I, I, to encourage I, good behavior. Yeah, it's that. Like, you know what, actually, I see it as not just, I agree, it's in part encouraging good behavior. But I think it's also laying like boundaries letting you know this is sort of yeah. what I expect from you yes, so let's yes. try to keep it here and and I thought it was so interesting because I was starting to have a flashback because when she starts talking to Sunny she, I was thinking about the other day and I'm like oh is she telling him about like her run-in with Carly but mm-hmm. she doesn't she's referring to to the night of the nurses ball when she legit said to Sunny I would normally be upset that Carly is the one to tell her, but tonight, you know, Willow needs her. And she was all focused <laughs> on, on being behind the scenes with Sunny, like being on the inside, if you will. But then yes. she kind of like undid that all. It was almost like that didn't happen. And I was so shocked that she brought up that specific scenario. I think it was clever because it only reinforces how delusional she is. But I was like, wow, that is so bizarre. And then I just think this. I feel like because she's with Sunny, there is something she's never going to get. Because if you were dating Sunny and Carly was some rando girl, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he could like hate on her with you maybe here and there. He could be like, yeah, she sucks. Um, <laughs> But I think, you know, like the people who really love her, like when you see someone losing themselves and maybe focus on the wrong thing and hurting themselves, you want to say something. And a lot of the people that love her see her hurting herself through her obsession with Carly. So while I think if they were in this like real relationship, you know, Sunny would notice, hey, you're hurting yourself, always talking about her. But I feel like in these one-off situations where she's trying to complain and vent about Carly, you know, if this were anyone else, they might be like, yeah so terrible but she will never get that so I mean ultimately she's never ever going to feel that he's fully on her side despite what Ava pointed out to her that Sunny actually did choose her time and time again but she can't see the big picture so it's so strange because it's like you literally dealt with this with Jax and then you go into a relationship with Sunny expecting what 
You know what I mean? Because ultimately she wants him to have no ties with Carly, but his ties to Carly have always been stronger than her ties to Jax. Oh, 100%. And the fact that he's like, just get over it. Move on yeah. with your life. And when she said, baby, are you on my side? It just felt like the most awkward thing ever. It was super awkward. Um, because, like, I get what she wants, but she's just, that's not, he's not going. No. To hate on Carly. Like, he's just not going to do that. He might be like, she's a lot. He'll redirect. He knows all of this is unfair. But again, he chose to, to put himself in the middle of all of this. My favorite part, though, is when he's like, what matters is us. And then I think they hug and the camera kind of goes to her face, but she already did the wrong thing. And she was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yes. So then after she did exactly that, I did a wrong thing. So then she goes after talking to Sunny and calls Martin. So at first it looks like, OK, is she going to like back down or try to undo this? Yes. We all know it's a soap opera. So chances are she's too late. What I didn't count on based on her whining face <laughs> is that she was ultimately doubling down on this. Oh, yes. Hard. Do you know what bugged me? I was just like, big girls don't cry when revenging. Okay. Like no. if you're going to uh, revenge, woman up and just revenge. Like I'm so tired that she's on the phone with him and she's in tears. She's like, keep my name out of it. Like the wimp that I am. And I just, I just couldn't believe that part, you know, that she won't stop getting emotional. Like there's a lot of flip flop. I don't know if you noticed yes. that. Oh, so yes, it's sort of time. like. With Sunny, like, aren't you on my side? And then later flashed to being with Ava. Well, you know, me and Sunny are solid. Then all the crying every time she talks about having reported Carly and Drew. But then when Ava's around being like, oh, my God, this is the best I've ever felt. And I'm like, wow, like we're watching it live in action that you've literally said contradicting things so close together. It's wild to watch incredibly entertaining oh my gosh yes and the, the part that made me giggle is like how did this conversation go down with martin you know like martin's a smart guy yeah he, he yes he's money obsessed but just like i saw this hug we must get the footage like usually we can't get footage from like anywhere every camera is always dead. that's so true but all of a sudden some guy sat there for hours to find a second of a video of a hug. Yeah, but no, <laughs> Nina, she has like a notebook and she's like, Carly's log. Okay. She with her and you were there. And I'm kind of surprised that even today, like Carly didn't flash to like, who knows? Cause that I was know. a thing that they were like trying to deconstruct. Will she, won't she? Oh, but they did try to dismiss it saying she's too self-involved for that to notice these little details. Mm -hmm. So, so, so she like, calls doubles down on it and I'm just yes. like what are you doing like to be honest it's like I just felt that she's so busy focusing on Carly to actually invest in herself and as usual she'll continue to get nothing out of the situation yes like that's just how I feel you continue to focus your attention on Carly again you'll get what you invest so so keep 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 at it and then um Ava pops in I was actually curious so I didn't know if Ava would end up going to the wedding right because she is sort mm -hmm. of family related to Olivia sort of you know what I mean through yeah through Leo so I actually didn't know I was actually curious as to whether or not Ava would have been accepted to go but it made sense that Sunny was going that he could have taken Avery that's true that's tr like Oh my God! Yes, let's let's get into this conversation. Holy cow! <laughs> so okay, because basically everything we talked about last week 
that yes. I was sort of questioning yeah. now made complete sense. Okay. Now made complete and total sense. So let's get to it slowly. So like, like savoring it. Like I don't, I can't tell you how many times I pause when I watch this. Like yeah, I pause. Me. I'm like, I'm going to take a note. Cause like, I don't really want to miss anything. And then I watch it. But I don't want it. Like I just savor these moments that I feel like we've been waiting for since the Nixon fall storyline. Um, so so right so then the first thing that happens is nina showing ava oh look at the jewelry i bought yes and ava's okay like i'm gonna throw an early star to ava's face acting because she was so freaking incredible oh Just my gosh her face alone much less the words i'm we have someone who said just that to us <laughs> they said they know us well then <laughs> You know who you are. <laughs> Sorry, I did it again. I did it again. I copied two comments and I saw that one and I meant to and I did not. But you know who you are commented on um, Ava's face acting too. It was incredible. It was absolutely spectacular. Like the way she broke everything down, it was the audience voice through Ava in the best way possible. And she was bang on. Like, what did you think about how she explained what that bracelet represented, essentially? No, it was great. The first thing she pointed out was boundaries. You're not abiding by things. Like, as much as, like, like Nina is not dealing with the reality. She's focused on every everything that's happening in front of her. She's so focused on everything she's not being able to participate in. Yes. That she's not able to be with Willow. Rather than kind of accepting the reality that, like, like I actually won't be. It's Ooh. not because she's sick. It's not because we're running out of time that I can't. That's not exactly what put this block between me and Willow. And I mean, look, Carly said it perfectly last week by saying, like, like Willow was always a wonderful person. She was wonderful before she, like, you've actually known her, had a relationship. Like, think about it. Like, Carly's not biologically related to her. Many people yeah. in the town are not biologically related to Willow and have treated her with kindness and respect. You don't have yeah. to be related to someone to treat them well or to make an effort to be respectful. And like Nina never took that route when it came to Willow. So I just like that she pointed out that it's just not the time or the place. Like they don't, she doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And you think on a day as significant as a wedding that she would put on your bracelet. Like, you know what I mean? She's saying, oh, I can't be there. So I bought her this because I want to be a part of it. Exactly. Not because it would make Willow feel good. Like if she didn't want you there, you're like, well, I'm going to remind her about me anyway. How is that yeah. important? of willow so i mean i feel like ava was there to kind of call her out on the boundaries that you know like if you want a chance with her in the future you have to show them you some ability to respect boundaries like to me the best gift would have been showing her proof that she went to therapy send her the invoice yeah. say, hey i stamp paid on it and like i'm going to therapy i'm working on myself so that i could be a better person that you may want may want to interact with later on exactly they just like to be honest at this point they don't even need to see like you know exemplary behavior from nina they literally just need to see inaction like Absolutely. That's, honestly doing nothing which is exactly the thing that nina refuses to do would seriously go a long way to show that the shock of finding out who willow was to her really really had an impact but she can't help it right she's like she's doing this cycle right she's displaying traits of like narcissism right she's just going through oh, this yes. pattern and we wrote an article ages ago about the fact that it would be really cool highlighting you know like 
the issues of a personality disorder because look at it. It was on full display between her and Ava. The fact that she couldn't even see any of this stuff and that right? she const Yeah. So, so they have that conversation about the bracelet and Ava does get through to her. She does. And she does end up hiding the necklace, the bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> the she, necklace is on the brain. <laughs> I thought the necklace was like, uh, like, sorry, the brain, right. Because we're so used to jewelry being such a significant part of the storyline. We saw the bracelet that Nina showed and it was like, okay. But then it all made sense when we saw the moments that Willow had with Bobby and the bracelet. Because mm-hmm. in that moment, they gave her like a family heirloom, if you will, or basically a piece of history, um, purposely giving her something that that belonged to Luke, uh, welcoming her into the family. You know, like Willow actually referred to herself as a Spencer, not a Corintho. Like, oh, yes. But she actually, she was cemented into like as Carly's, right? I think like for me, what I noticed in those interactions was the fact that like we know Willow has leaned on Carly but I felt the night the day of the wedding she allowed herself to be mothered she allowed herself to actually share her fears a bit more like in the past I find you see her protecting Michael and still a little bit protective of Carly too right in terms of not exposing or saying too much about how hard things are for her but in those moments um at the wedding when she was alone with Carly there was a lot of like real talk and I found that was really about cementing Willow as part of like the Spencer family not just Michael's you know what I mean like they belong to her also. So when I saw that sim- symbolism of their bracelet versus Nina's, it was such a contrast, right? Nina decided to buy a bracelet to kind of put ownership on her daughter and claim her yes. hers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> exactly. But that other bracelet, like again, Nina's super expensive, whatever. She just bought it on a, mm-hmm. whereas that bracelet, you know, it was, how do you, how do you say it? Like it wasn't necessarily about control, right? It was about welcoming somebody and it was, it was reciprocal. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Reciprocal. Yes. And a lot of mutual respect. And it's just, like you said, DNA doesn't make family. And it was, that's exactly what that represented in that moment that she admired these women, that she was now a part of this family. Um, She has sisters. She has a grandmother. She has a mother. She has everything that she's ever wanted. And that had nothing to do with DNA. Yeah. Like it was so interesting when she like, when she um, said to Carly, you're so good with them. Like she started focusing on who she was as a mother and saying, I hope I could do that too, be playful and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? They were, they were really definitely cementing her bond to Carly, but things with Ava and Nina got even more intense. So once Ava got through the hurdle, of (laughs) of the bracelet, they continue to talk. She's trying to say, like, look, this is what friends are for. This is a hard day, mm-hmm. and I'm here for you. Yeah. Ava and Nina move on to a different conversation, right? Where Nina is going on and on about everything being Carly's fault. And yeah. Ava kind of notices her spiraling. And she seems a little alarmed, and she's ready to call her on the facts. So this is so interesting to me, watching how Ava's navigating this. Because yes. remember, Ava and Nina have grown like and developed a friendship for a long time now the first time we saw this truly acknowledged was when the trial was happening 
and the fact that Nina had stolen Avery was put into the article. And then we had a Charlie's moment between the two of them. Yes. And Nina's like, I'm sorry. And Ava's like, I haven't forgotten. And then Carly walks in and goes, how are you two friends? But then nothing is brought up until last week where Carly digs a little bit deeper as like, how on earth can you be friends with her? And Ava makes it clear once again, I have not forgotten, but that's not the person who I see when I'm friends with her now. I don't see that person anymore. And that's what I felt in that frantic conversation with Nina and Ava is that Ava can be friends with Nina as long as she doesn't see remnants of the woman who stole her child. And when she sat there, it's like she knows all of this is happening. And I guess, you know, Ava was playing with all of this, you know, their mutual hatred of Carly. But I guess for her, it's like, okay, I vent with you, but I didn't know you were gonna do what you do with that. And, and it was funny because, like, Ava just obviously felt it was going too far by pointing out to her, let's walk through the facts of the situation about what exactly Carly took from you. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, she was wrong. But Carly didn't even know. And so this is what was exactly. so bizarre. When she, when she told her, Willow didn't tell anybody, immediately Nina goes, are you blaming Willow? That was and wild. I, and I was like, what? But it shows how Nina thinks. Everything is about mm-hmm. pointing fingers and not simply about just explaining and just seeing, oh, that's just what it is, right? Because she can't do that. Like when no. she sits there with her discomfort and the pain that comes with finding out your daughter is someone you mistreated and because of your actions, they do not want to let you in justifiably. Instead of sitting with that pain, she won't. And she'll point fingers, point fingers, point fingers. Oh, yeah. Like she was ready to get into it with Ava for sure. Yes. The one person she has, that's a friend on her side. And I was dying because I'm like, uh oh, Ava is like getting the Nina stole my baby vibes. Yeah, conversation keeps going. And how did you feel when you see Nina's face? Because they're they're kind of going at it, right? They're talking, they're talking, and then out of nowhere, Nina goes, "Wait a second, you think I've done something wrong?" Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but you, but you told me to. I'm like. Oh God, here we go though. Cause we have debated over this conversation. We have talked about this conversation. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? And what perspective is she coming from? And we definitely both talked about the fact that Ava was testing the water. She's pushing Nina to see what she would say, what she would do, but in no way you were right. Ava want that harm. You were right though. Cause that's what you said. You said, I think she's just testing her and that's what she confirmed. She's like, she was frantic though. Like Ava was like freaking out. She's I like, know. she's like, I, I so know. Bad. She's like, I know this is a thing like that you have with Carly, but I guess she didn't think how far away from reality Nina <laughs> was on the matter. <laughs> and she was like, it's reverse psychology. I didn't mean that. And that's the thing. Like all of this stuff took me back to the week before where I kept telling you why on earth is, is like, is Ava saying to Carly things like, you put everything aside for me and Avery. And we're like, yeah, but Willow's an adult. She's not Avery. Mm-hmm. But then this week it made so much sense because Ava and Carly literally prioritized Avery. So they're careful about how they behave so that Avery is not negatively impacted. Yes. And while <laughs> I realize now, while Willow is an adult and she's not Avery, it does require Nina to put Willow first, which she cannot do. 
And so the fact that they have this conversation and never once until the very, this is what floored me, is how long, how long, think about this. The start of the scene begins with Sunny saying, you're putting Willow first. And the scenes with Nina end with her recognizing the impact on Willow last. (laughs) It was so interesting watching Ava break it down for her. Exactly. And Nina very slowly connecting the dots and realizing the consequences to her actions. And I laughed so hard when Ava said, okay, well, hello, I was using reverse psychology. And she's like, well, that didn't work. Like, hello, you know who I am. <laughs> like that, that's completely insane. But something that kind of struck me in that moment as Ava is starting to panic, you know, with knowing what Nina did. And she, you know, she's a realist. She's still blunt, she's still honest, you know? But it's just, a, it's this fact. I'm flashing to the scene where Ava goes to sit with Carly because before Ava was dealing with Carly when it came to Avery, but now Sunny's back from the dead and Ava was enjoying the fact that like, you know, um, Nina had, had a pull on Sunny and yeah. there was a lot. And I remember that scene with Carly, Carly says, she's just the flavor of the month. So mm-hmm. if you think you're going to gain anything through Nina and Sunny, kind of like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And we saw during that time where Ava was really kind of rooting for Nina and, and Sunny to get together. And it felt yes. like, you know, it was for her benefit, right? Yes. You know, like she's friends with Nina. If they're in love, he'll definitely soften. And it would kind of make her life easier when it came to Avery. So in that moment, I kind of wondered because Ava was panicking. And I'm like, you know, ever since Nina and Sunny started dating, I don't know. Ava and Sunny's relationship has been pretty damn good. And at the end of the day, Uh they might be family in the like, I love you, come for Thanksgiving, but they're family. Like when Mike was dying, Ava was there and talked to Sunny. When Sunny was worried, I forget, something was, there was a drama around that time, maybe Nell. And like at one point, I think he sent, I forget, no, I forget what the danger was, but he sent Ava, Nicholas, and uh, Avery to the cabin. So at the end of the day, like, Sunny and Ava are family. Like, even when Sunny left, she she said, I'll I'll watch her. But he put his arm around her. Like, it was so interesting, that dynamic and the slow shift of how their bond is getting stronger over this whole Nina situation. And that's what's going to save Ava. Because Nina will drag Ava down. And Ava's going to be like, nah. You can bury yourself right there. I said nothing. But that's the thing. I I feel like as this gets ripped apart, I really feel like I don't think Ava's going to stand by her because like you pointed out the bond, like this is, this is a good position for Ava to be with, with Sunny. And at the end of the day, like we talked about all those scenes, their relationship, it's not romantic, but it is way more real than his relationship with Nina because Ava like, so, like this girl knows Carly and Sunny inside out. I loved. What did you feel about her explanation of their relationship? I love the Ava explanation. 
<laughs> I no, I really loved it because I think it was very Ava because she's very practical, right? And how she sees things. And that's the thing. If she could see things so clearly, I was like, so she was sort of maybe being manipulative. Maybe the whole goal for her was Sunny because it takes me back to the scene with Sunny where she's talking about Michael and saying, oh, Michael should get over it. Like, that's what I mean. We know Ava. We know Ava yes. has seen it clearly from the start. When she was in the hospital, she called Sunny out. Yeah. on dismissing his family and then she would do opposite things and we're like well we know ava like she regardless of her feelings she's kind of like valentine she really does see things as they are absolutely and so it was so spot on because it really reflected the history how well she knows sunny and sunny knows her well too and sunny and nina do not have that same understanding like, they're still living in a fantasy. Like, he thinks she's not <laughs> resentful or bitter. She thinks he's a kind, sweet mob boss who, <laughs> who at most, is going to hire a lawyer and, and yeah. engage in quid pro quo. So nothing <laughs> is real about that. And so I just thought that was insane. And then when she explained their relationship, the, the my favorite part of that explanation was highlighting to Nina, they have a loyalty that transcends any romantic relationship. They don't have to be in love. They do not even have to be in a relationship. And they will fight for each other. And he will not pick you. And that was the best absolutely the freaking best because I and I love the way they edited this week because you go for the back and forth you see yes Carly you see Sonny just so over the moon and overjoyed to be at the Quartermain's house when he looks over at Carly in his cute little sparkly eyes when he helps her later in the week just very cool nonchalant he's like yeah I'm back baby <laughs> but it's like I don't know how they did that. Like, you know how you talked about the wedding? Like, we feel it, we're attached, we're engaged. Yes. But we felt all the feelings. We felt, oh my gosh, we missed this. We also felt like, wow, all together again. Like, we felt like yes. they did such a good job of conveying the emotions of the family kind of reconnecting again. And so, like, one thing I thought would be kind of funny. So, like, right now, like, you know nobody knows right the nobody knows it's Nina not just yet but I was thinking this okay given that you said look at Sunny you know the way he's looking at Carly the way he's kind of in a way back in all those feelings imagine like Sunny just get this is my fantasy he mm -hmm. like is just he finds out gets really mad gets really passionate gets mm -hmm. really defensive mm -hmm. and what if he lets this slip and says, you do not, like, do that to my wife. Like, what if he says that? Like, that is my wife you're doing oh this my to. God. It's so funny because I wrote on my notes, I'm going to save and love and revenge my not wife, Carly. <laughs> oh, but like, because I'm laughing, right? Because they're family. And I don't know, like, when, I, when we watch the fallout, yes. like, you see, like, how much... Like what this all is. Like we thought, will this fall in Michael? And it's like, okay, no, it's um, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's Carly and Drew ultimately. And then realizing that Michael will think it's Ned. Yes. Which is exactly what happened. And you know what happened what? that I thought would happen and was worried would happen? Okay. So remember when uh Valentine got found out by Carly and Drew on the bridge? Yes. Okay. So back then I remember we were talking and I said, Okay, so so Nina will need an, like a reason, right, to be pushed to the edge in order to kind of report. So we know she's going to drop the bomb. So 
what if she does it and they go after Drew, but Drew's going after like something for Willow? Okay. And it happened. Except, oh yes. <laughs> except that like they're not actually going to interfere. Like who's get like the SEC is going to come to Greenland and be like, imagine, excuse imagine. me, <laughs> you, you need to stop trying to save these individuals. We're worried about some monies. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that would that would never happen. But yeah, like I'm kind of wondering. Like even Willow was like, Michael, are they going to like come after you because you hold shares in both? It was just insane. I guess I kind of wonder. Um, what unintended damage will result in all of this? But you know what? Touching Carly is damage enough. Oh, that's a good line. Really good line. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> we talked about family getting together. Mm-hmm. So what was it like for you at the Quartermains? We talked a little bit about Carly and Willow, you know, getting ready. Um, you know what? There was a few connections there. You know how we talked about like Willow and Maxie and Maxie's around a bit more? Yes. And so then you have Bobby there and it just occurred to me like Bobby is very like, you know, Maxie and her kind of like family. She has BJ's heart. Yes. And it's funny because it's like now like Bobby is Willow. So there's there's a lot of connection there to Maxie and Willow through Liesl and through Bobby. Absolutely. Like I love the fact that they're slowly bringing them closer together so that they can start building their own relationship because of Weasel and that family connection. And it was so nice to see not just the Spencer connection, but how extended, like we're getting those little pieces that we want for extended. Yes, exactly. And I just like seeing the groupings and all those people together. We always love that. And even Scott, right? Scott's familiar with the family too, dating Liesl and being involved (laughs) in Willow's life. All of it is relatively like familiar. But then at the house, right, we have the guests starting to arrive. And that's the thing. Like, I was just sort of like, wait, what are they saying about Sam? And then I realized she's officiating the wedding. And that's the moment I was like, okay, okay. So now we're recognizing Sam. We're taking a minute to honor, like, the history, right? Yes. Because she has no – because I was trying to figure this out and write it out. And then it all kind of came out in her speech, ultimately, in her conversation yes. with Michael. And also as she, like, officiated the wedding, talking about they've been a really significant part of each other's lives. Like, she did watch him grow up. She is a significant figure. And that's what kind – that's where I felt like they were really cementing their relationship in case you forgot. Because there's been a lot of reconfiguring, right? Like, mm-hmm. Sam is not exact there, – there's no, like, mob dynamic in anymore right Jason's not even there and like if you were coming into the show you know you'd see Sam doing her thing with Dante whatever you would acknowledge that Dante and Michael are brothers but it was interesting watching them highlight that Sam ultimately has known Michael longer than Dante and has had a different role and a significant one and I like the way in which they remember Jason together oh my god and you took the words right out of my mouth and I love how she described willow and michael and she said something something to the effect of um you're soft and a peacemaker but you're also kind of uh made out of steel yeah which i thought was interesting because it's kind of like a stone cold reference in a sense that he is logical (gasps) and capable and that peacemaker so it was yes she wanted to gush but she also wanted to not get too deep into it like they both kind of didn't want to break down but they both lightly discussed like I'm thinking of him. I miss him. And she gave him the biggest compliment, but without making them break down. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps because she's saying like, you are him. Like you have a piece of him. Oh my gosh. It's so much more than I thought. (laughs) And you know what I love about, this is what made it so real. It's because 
you know, sometimes we're watching a soap, but they mention people are like, are they coming back from the dead? Like with Morgan, is he coming back from the dead? Because they keep mentioning him. But yeah. what I am noticing is that we always talk about the fact that, you know, don't these people have a history? Like you can't keep like segmenting everything. We like the mixing. And I felt like they're including all of these details that make it so much more rich taking the time to honor a, like a relative that's no longer there as you normally would because honestly yes. they could have done the wedding they could have literally done without that part and yeah. they could have moved on and no one would have noticed but it's adding those little details that part made it so real that of course you would want to remember jason she's officiating the wedding she's known you all her life and there's been a lot of times i feel like where you watch the soap opera and they don't kind of like add all those little details that we know into the history, into the moment, into the scene. So I don't know. I found it so poignant. I found the wedding so emotional. So I loved all, I love that detail with Sam, but there were other such detailed family oh, moments. Yes. Okay. So I think it's also just relatable. You know, every family has conflict. So oh, yeah. watching every, <laughs> so watching everyone come in. So like, uh, I like the teasing that, that to me, oh, the teasing, like, like, uh, Christina walking in being like, well, what about me? Like when Dante is like complimenting <laughs> Sam and she's like, you're going to ignore her sister. And I'm like, you mean his also sister, but whatever. <laughs> like Dante's brother. And, and then she's like, let's do pictures. Oh my god! Oh my! Like literally the freaking best star moment to Michael's face and trying Gold. to get it together, and Molly just trying to like. So like something's wrong with your face. Can you just like do something about it so I can take this picture? <laughs> but I loved it, right? Because yeah. that's what I mean about detail. Because Michael yeah. kind of came in, smiled, took the picture, and did like an awkward smile. But they really yep. showed how hard <laughs> this is. This is real. It's awkward. I don't want to, but I am. So I love the forceful family moments and pictures, but it's right. Like, when are we going to be all together? Like, how many times at family gatherings do you have those moments? And so I love that. And then they started to kind of include more people, include the kids. And then Christina, that to me mm. was quite the what? moment. The moment. The moment. The moment. Christina asking Joss, do you want to come in the pick? And she's like, not right now. And I'm in my head, I'm like, come on, Joss, not right now. Like, this is your family. Like, yes, Sonny, but I mean, hello. Like, you're like, I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, it's Michael's wedding day. Christina's yep. like, you know, you is your sister. Like, ultimately, that's who they are to each other. That's the relationship they've had. And I was just, and then when Christina goes, suit yourself. And honestly, it made me think of Dex. Oh, yeah, because, you know, Joss <laughs> is going to make choices yeah. and it's going to be, okay, well, suit yourself. That's the choice you made. Don't be in the picture then. Don't be dating Dex then. <laughs> so I ultimately think there, you know, this is sort of the beginning of that. That That's like a nod to like a future storyline that they might be pitted against one another. Yes. But another aspect of their history that might, let's say, um, like amp things up a bit. Is when Joss walks down the aisle, you know, she's literally standing in front of Christina and Sunny. Yes. So something that I wonder that will might be the elephant in the room or the little detail that eventually might get brought up down the line is Sunny raised Joss more than he raised Christina. Christina might have a relationship with her father now, but I wonder if that is sort of like an underlying tension. Ooh, ooh, it's 
kind of like the whole Dante Michael, but in a very different way. Yes, because like, I mean, it's so easy for Joss to dismiss Sonny, right? And there's a lot of Sonny in Joss's world. Like Sonny has become a big part of Joss's storyline. Yeah, like I can't wait to see how that's going to play out because now everything is getting more layered and complicated with yes. the takedown and who's going to, like there's going to be sides that are going to be picked or like we said, Dex might continue falling in love with Sonny. Michael will decide to um, drop everything and then still what happens next? I don't know, but I'm really, well, I think I do know. I think I do know, but I'm so excited for it to like unfold like at a decent pace. So I'm really excited, but I really feel that Christina will very much be pulled in to this Dex Joss storyline. Oh yeah. Um, as for Dex, I'm not enjoying <laughs> the giant camera on the shelf. Oh so my much. word. Technology. Um, I don't know. Like, is this really the best camera? One hour. Wait, you don't think it's subtle enough? <laughs> the-, <laughs> the giant, like, magic eight ball from back in the day size <laughs> camera. <laughs> I aged myself right there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I know that Dex has this plan, and this plan is ultimately a way to be with Joss and to make this whole situation over because he knows it's either I work for Sunny forever or like I disappear. Pretty much. This is not going to be good. Like, this can't come out, and I really hope that Michael can put a stop to it before it's too late. And Carly today, right, at the at the end of the episode, she makes a call that should not have happened in a police station. I know. Um, <laughs> I <was> like, oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> but then calls Michael. This is what I mean. She, like, I know everyone is saying, like, you could have done more. You could have, like, supported Michael and Sonny. And, you know, this is what gets me. When people are the ones that are hurt, sometimes you just need time. It's the way I yes. felt with Curtis. And he needed time. And it really bothered me that everyone else who wasn't as directly impacted by what Marshall did, like TJ, like Portia, they mm-hmm. were not directly impacted. They didn't have to live this. But it was a lot for Curtis. And I felt that there was just so much pressure. Like, the only reason you're developing a relation with Marshall and can overlook things is because he was not your dad who abandoned you. Okay. And you didn't have to struggle all those years without your dad and then your mom dying and being raised by your aunt. Like, you did not have to go through that. And not to mention Curtis losing his brother. Mm -hmm. And he had to do that alone without his father. And so I, it drove me nuts in that storyline, the way in which everyone was like pushing him, pushing him, like life is short. He's back now. And I'm like, give him a minute. Like those feelings are real and you cannot force that. He will get there. Just give him time. And that's what I felt about like the Michael storyline, all these outside people saying what looks good on paper. You should reconcile. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I think it's a fantastical idea. But feelings are real and it doesn't work when you force it. And, you know, when people keep implying that Carly could do more than she could, I think she was just sort of dealing with reality. She didn't exactly force Michael. Um, she didn't build the hatred for Sunny. She did not. And she would always say, point out that Sunny was her father. And in that phone call, she made sure to let Michael know, like, Sunny is helping. But it's because it's the first time that he's actually helping and doing yeah, something for his family. So there wasn't yeah. anything to build a bridge with before that's true and she always would have she would not she would not do anything to like 
hurt Michael. Like think about her speech with Willow in the sense that she like, mm. well, I couldn't believe Willow said that it was such an intense gold star conversation. Do you regret, do you wish Michael never met me? And she says, but you mm. want your child to be loved, like even if they're hurt. And so like, I know that no matter what, no matter what's gone on between her and Sunny, she's always wanted the best for Michael and always wants him to like have a, like, like literally like look at how they're handling Donna. Yeah. So, so anyways, so about Carly, she heads over to the police station. What did you think <laughs> about her interrogation? I love it. Cause like, she was never able to stay silent, in no. previous, but she <laughs> kept it. Like I found it was the most, she kept it together and she was, yes. she gave them the business at the exact right time. Yeah. I loved it. Oh my gosh. It was really good. And I'm glad that they let her be, but then like the news that her assets are frozen and I kind of no. wonder. <gasps> Uh-huh. Okay. What, are what you did thinking? you wonder? Are I'm you, thinking. No. no you. <laughs> I'm thinking that she's going to move into the quartering house. Yes. Do you, don't you remember us talking about when and how that would happen? What would make her like, cause she's a quarter mate. Like look at all the scenes. She was like yes. going from the gatehouse to the main house. There was such a moment, you know, like remember when they were in the room and they were like gushing, watching like Michael and Ned make peace. And they were like, yes. this is all, like, basically before Tracy entered. <laughs> yes, they're one big happy family. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so speaking of Tracy, I <laughs> like this comment. Okay, so uh, A.M. Torres King says this. In Nina's world, she wants to hurt Carly so bad that she's not looking at the whole picture. Yesterday, Ned was going on about Valentine and ELQ. I think that Nina is setting into motion is going to not only hurt Carly and Drew, it's going to cause a whole line of repercussions, including Valentine, Michael, and maybe Ned. Tracy is in town and she'll find out who did this. Tracy will Ooh. tear Nina apart. At least this Ooh. is what I'm thinking. Sunny has told her more than once to drop it. If he doesn't really wake up to see the havoc that Nina causes, then Michael has every right to destroy Sunny. I, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, Damn. I'm wondering if all of this will cause Michael to halt because, like, that's just a lot of grenades all at once. <laughs> like, right? Nina tossing it there, Sunny getting in jail, but then it all falls under this other uh, theory that we had that what if, what if Carly and Sunny end up in co ed jail together? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's how they bond. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it would be a lot if everything like came out in time. But I think that like it can't come out because if it comes out, it blows Dex up. And I think ultimately Dex will stay loyal to Sunny, and part of staying loyal would be destroying the camera. Yeah, and I'm making the decision. Yeah, mm. he'll have to make the decision to keep the peace. Like, you know what, Michael. I'm going to make the decision for everybody. You know what I mean? Because he, he loves Sonny. He loves the family. And there's a lot of like, like seeing him as a family man. And I think maybe Dex might be like, no, like, I don't want you guys torn apart. So I will take, I will take control. I'll take myself out of the equation. I'll stay working with, with Sonny. And it's just no longer an option. Deal with your family stuff. I want that. So that, that's a possibility, but Tracy taking Nina down <laughs> is kind of interesting to me. Do you it's know delicious. why? Why? Because it reminds me of back in the day. And honestly, maybe this is the wrong enemy type person, but these vibes, um, the fact that the Quartamine house used to be fuller yes, and they used to often come together over one enemy. And that's what Olivia was saying. We're, we're we have each other's backs. Yes. 
And at the end of the day, regardless of all of, because like Johnny was saying something like, oh, come on, like what? So like Tracy, I'm like, you hear her, right? Like, this is why people are reacting this way to her. <laughs> and like, as much as the way she talked about Carly, Carly gave it back to her, but Carly is Luke's niece. Yes. And, and so they're family. Is, yeah. Luke is her soft spot. And when they're attacked, she may very well include her there. And it made me laugh because I realized like Tracy is sort of like Carly's aunt by marriage. Yes. And she's related to Michael by being a quarter main. So she's yes. both their aunts. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think that would be funny. It reminds me of, like, when all the quarter main would rally against one person. Like, let's just say call it a Lucy. But Nina is not a Lucy, obviously, by oh, any yeah. stretch of the word. But it reminds me of, like, an old school time frame like that, where you have the whole full house of quarter mains fighting against one person. But of, of all the people, that would be interesting to have Tracy, no mercy, go after Nina. I don't think she's prepared for that. Oh, heck no. She thinks that Carly is bad or evil. Air quotes, you can't see him. <laughs> yeah. Or evil. But Tracy, Tracy will bury her. <laughs> and it would be kind of interesting to me because, ooh, <gasps> ooh. Okay, because when Tracy was there and she found out everything that was happening, she's yes. like, what can I do? What can I do? Part of me was like, could you just find the bone marrow somewhere through your contacts? But then I was starting to think, like, with all of this talk, will we get back to business? Nina has two businesses. Mm, with Tracy yes. back, with Tracy pissed <laughs> off, is she going to be, like, crimson as ours? You know, like, we own Aurora, we own you, and the hotel, back to Olivia. Like, is Tracy going to right all the wrongs? Because she felt left out. She felt like, why didn't I know things? Why was I left out of the loop? You read my mind. I knew you were getting there. So I just want to let you like say your piece. But Thank that is exactly you for letting me work it out. <laughs> because ELQ, like they, they've been talking so much about ELQ and family sticking together. We know it's important, but that goes, like you said, banding together in business and in personal life. And if Tracy can't help with the bone marrow situation, she can most definitely help in the financial and business aspect of things. Oh my gosh, I really hope she's staying for a bit because it's going to be fun <laughs> because already she was so much fun. The whole it's my house and everyone yes. did the whole it's Monica's house, but they did it in unison. So that's what I mean. I love those little traditions and just all of her comments. I love how Brooklyn takes it upon herself to manage um, <laughs> Tracy in order to protect <laughs> Olivia, who she's developed a relationship with. Um, you know, Tracy calling a picnic. Oh my word. Like she will stomp you. She just has to, it's a, like, you'll be devastated with her stating two words in a specific tone. You're done. You're toast. But she like makes me laugh so much though. <laughs> like when she's like, is this a picnic or, or what? And then like little things, like when she went to go get the door and Brooklyn's like bored already or dragging her around. And then when she saw Chase, she's like, are oh you the gosh. one that's not grateful? <laughs> and Chase's face because he's all you know like a little self-righteous you know like yes Brooklyn's lied a lot but he's all like you've done this to me and it's really weird to be confronted with someone else who's going to bat for Brooklyn because that's typically his role nobody yes. else kind of goes to bat for Brooklyn the way that he does and for Tracy to now be that person it's so strange it's so fun to watch like she is just a hoot I love it and there was another funny moment, which I love. This was like early on before a lot of the guests arrived. And it was when Brooklyn walks in and compliments Sunny. Yes. 
And then Dante's like, what about me? And he does a full spin. Yes. This is what I mean. The sarcasm, the subtlety, the quickness, gold. Because they nailed family interactions. They nailed the teasing. Oh, so good. (laughs) And just Dante being like, the super brother let's all take pictures together we all love each other we squash stuff right yeah we're good michael i love you here's some cufflinks let's all love oh, each other <laughs> oh my gosh and then michael threatening not to give them back but like he also says something else when i think when michael calls him the best then dante yes. makes the dad joke and he goes oh, yes, i'm the whore. best man and i was like oh <laughs> my gosh gold star for that like big brother cheese moment but it made me laugh so hard when like Dante was trying to have like a heart to heart with Michael he's like you know Michael this thing this thing between you and Sunny as if like we all don't know what the thing is I know like the thing's not here she's not invited so today should go a little bit better at least for a few hours right but I love the story you put up with the like (laughs) <laughs> the little Nina in between them like I bust I was at work crazy busy losing my like head and I saw that and I just that just like was the best but I am sorry I couldn't let go of that statement I'm like seriously the thing between you guys <laughs> so I had to find a way to make that work awesome any other like notable wedding moments that you loved they oh I love that question okay I love it when they made the pizza joke about the food early on yes yes like you got to be a fan to understand what that's all about yes um, what else did I love um Wiley and his little like how seriously he took it and how good he did like I just love how they explained being together and a wedding and love I just thought those moments were really key and important the oh, girls running through the house. That's a real moment, right? The girls running through the yes. house. Yes. Then Joss kind of lost being like, where are they? Does anyone see them? Like the crowds <laughs> are so huge. I thought it was all those that really brought to life the Quartermain house. Like, I mean, I but, honestly feel they did a really good job reviving the Quartermains. Yes. And the picture on the stairs, like moving locations, like is also one of those things like, let's go on the stairs because we have to stand like biggest to smallest. Like it was such a tiny little touch moving from the doorway to the staircase which was Christina's suggestion but it also just it just fit with that whole like family situation and doing what people freaking do at a wedding but also the fact that there's so many other things going on at the wedding right like with Molly's situation yeah. and Sam noticing and TJ is just the best he knows how to like oh, right? support right like with Molly he looked at Alexis like I'm gonna leave because I think she needs you and then, like, at the wedding, telling Sam, like, it's a good thing she has a good support system. Like, he doesn't betray her confidence, but he kind of finds a way to support her and make sure she has what she needs. And then you have, like, um, Christina, right? And that's mm-hmm. what I love. Like, I love that vibe. It's so real. She's like, we don't keep secrets. We don't do that. We have, <laughs> we have no boundaries. What's going on? <laughs> But also, it's like Molly's family, so why wouldn't she be in the family pictures? Sonny's her uncle, Michael's her cousin. I know. I thought that was so beyond weird. Like, how come we're not setting a timer here? The girls did it at the uh, gatehouse. Yeah. Um, what I love just seeing also, I know we talked a lot about Sonny, but just him being normal Sonny. Like, telling Michael and Willow, like, don't worry about things. I'm going to go check on Carly. Just, like, being his normal self. Like, I didn't feel anything was, like, offbeat. No, it wasn't. And honestly, I felt for Sunny. Like, my heart was warmed. I could feel that he felt good 
being there again because he hasn't felt that in a long time which is what allowed room for nina i died somebody said something funny oh gosh (laughs) you know who you are but somebody wrote (laughs) that hopefully when all of this comes out sunny will be mad for longer than five minutes which is what happened initially (laughs) i really freaking hope so because honestly i wouldn't be able to handle it Okay. Yeah, seriously. One thing that does drive me nuts, though, is Nina's, like, I think Ava did a great job with the whole conversation, but Nina's idea that Carly never paid for her crimes. I know. I'm just like, well, yeah. Like, I mean, if you flash back, she was not necessarily everyone's favorite, but it's also the fact that Nina blatantly did not go to, didn't really pay for her crimes with Sunny. She didn't, and, like, that's the thing. She only knows a portion of Carly's life. She sees yeah. the after. When Carly has done the work, has regretted things, has apologized, has transformed, has changed, she's seeing what looks like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but, it, like, an example is that Willow moment. Like, she went to Willow, kind of tail between her legs, like, you cannot talk to me. You can hate me. I'm so sorry. I love you. I will do whatever it takes Respect whatever boundaries you set up because I am so apologetic and I was trying to protect you. She didn't just say, well, I did what was best. <laughs> no, like she, ex- exactly that. It's an interesting perspective that you have, right? Because it is reflected when Ava talks because Ava's always trying to fill in the gaps for Nina in terms of what yes. she knows of Sunny and what she knows of their history. And you're absolutely right. She did show up at the aftermath of a lot of things. There was a second half, if you will, to like Carly's life. She still screws up, but it's so different from before because like, I mean, look at her and Bobby. Bobby didn't, Bobby oh didn't gosh. always love Carly. She didn't nope. really love Carly when she was sleeping <laughs> with her husband. You know, there yeah. was that. Yeah, yeah, there was. Oh gosh. But it's so weird know. to even think about, right? Exactly. So it's true. You got to put in the work for all of that stuff to change. Do you know what was really funny for me? What? When is someone going to tell Jordan that the reason we keep leaving you out of the loop is because you're a cop? <laughs> like she keeps getting personally insulted. I'm like, so but you cute. would get in trouble if you knew. She's trying to be Laura, but she can't. Like nobody can. No, and she and she doesn't know what to do, right? Because she's messed up in the past, and then Cyrus happened. Right. So she exactly. has to be really careful about how she does this. But I loved what she said because it kind of goes with like I laughed, you know, like if you really think about it, it's like the mayor the bar owner and then like drew like the marine and ceo went to go on this mission this mission <laughs> and then jordan kind of goes this half-baked rescue mission and then holly was just being a smart ass which was so I funny know. i loved it it was really funny i like when they bring in was it andre maddox like i was happy to yeah. see him on screen and what he contributed to all this but it was also like i already knew what was happening but when they talked about it again i got like re-scared you got re scared. <laughs> I did. I well, what I found it funny that Jordan is like, I'm not stupid. He's here just to visit you. Like he's not. <laughs> they're all huddled around like a, like a screen, at, like like a tablet. And the fact that she was shocked to see Andre because they had dated. Yes. And and then what, what was the thing that happened? Um, I wish I knew. Uh, there was a thing that happened that I really wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Holly figured out what the danger was, right? Yes. 
But when you discover that there's a biological agent that can take out 80% of the population, why didn't you allow 15 minutes of them guessing? Or just- I know, like, right? Wait, wait, no, 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 not that part. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I saw, just scroll down. Scroll down more. Like, I'm just like, why are you letting What's that happen? Happening? Just say it out loud. Right? I guess if she was re-scared or scared for the first time. Scared for the first time. So I just, <laughs> and like, what I thought was interesting was Scott's take. Because he didn't just vilify the Cassidines when he was talking to Portia. He sort of, he also kind of vilified the Spencers kind of saying everyone else is just collateral damage and you don't want to that's that's what i mean about setting up the future right they revived the quarter means they've been reviving the spencer name they've been yes. setting up all of these significant families he's like you don't mess with the spencers you don't mess with the cassadines and honestly i kind of felt bad for laura she's like i was trina's age when they came back into my life and now they've kidnapped my grandsons i'm like that's a super long grudge <laughs> that's a super long right? time to be dealing with people you don't like <laughs> oh man yeah it's pretty bad like i would have changed towns changed my name i don't know wow uh, but yeah but then <laughs> scott scott heard about the bio agent or whatever so i don't know what's gonna happen with that i know i'm a little concerned he's a little hot-headed a little bit but i don't think he can't get anywhere really with it but he just might tell a lot of people exactly <laughs> he might tell a lot of people and also just about victor um this is what i've got this is like the only <laughs> notes I've got about Victor is that okay. I recognize that freezer. It's the Peter freezer. Well, they That's open what up I the was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, Peter's going to pop out like a jack in the box. <laughs> so that's my takeaway, Peter Freezer. And um, also, it just made me want to laugh because you know how like Valentine was like, Trina is like such a good spy. Like she's super, super resourceful. And then Trina gets heated and decided to challenge Victor on what a real research experiment looks like. You need informed consent <laughs> and not only that, okay, you owe the participants risks and benefits and they are free to quit at any time. Did you think about that? I'm like, look around. Does it look like What's he seems amenable to any of this? And I'm like, do you think that's going to get you out of this? Just tell him everything you learned in research methods? Well, it just showed her norminess. Yeah. So her norminess was just hanging out. And I she's like, that. she's like, this is where you, you're, you're planning a snag, Victor. You need consent to, for me to be a, your experiment person. I was like, wow, Trina, you don't even know where you are. You're in some weird lab bunker. Right? Props to oh Liesl, though. She's like, yeah, the agent doesn't work. <laughs> she so. tried. Straight face, she tried. <laughs> yeah I wish but you know we know she has more upper sleeve she just needs to figure out what that is and that you know <laughs> I, I heard it wrong my Magic. brain processed yeah. and I heard I know what she meant she had more upper sleeve but I was like what do you mean she had more upper sleeve what was she wearing was it poofy <laughs> on the top <laughs> I'm like, what is upper sleeve? Is it when you have both the lower and the top out? Is upper sleeve a t-shirt or just more sleeve? <laughs> I don't even know how to come back around. <laughs> yeah, no, because I got lost here and I'm like, upper sleeve. I'm like, damn it. This is what you get for knowing nothing about fashion. You can't even follow a conversation. <laughs> 
<laughs> the trend for 2023 fall up your sleeves. And on that note, folks. Oh, oh my God. Okay. We covered all of the things. We talked about all the stuff. I pretty much gave away all my favorite lines. We gave away some stars. Same. Are there any additional stars that we need to All get? of it. All of it. Stars all of to it. Everything. I agree. It like, was magic everything. this week. Even like, you know, like me, everybody did such great acting. Like the actress who plays everybody. Nina. Yes. Everybody. You know what I mean? Like just everybody. there's so many parts of good or bad. People we like and don't like. All of the people. <laughs> you hear that, everyone? The show we all love, watch for 60 years. <laughs> 60 years? How old are you? They, they did good acting. <laughs> they did good acting on the show. Face and voice. Face. <laughs> also, guys, daytime Emmy nominations, and I cannot wait for the awards. I'm so excited. Johnny was watching the drafts last night, and I watched him be into it and then excited and tense. And this is all like, that ran through my mind. Huh. I guess that's sort of his version of watching the daytime Emmys because when I watched them at home, I was like trying to understand and be respectful. I'm like, okay, like he's into this. And I'm like, can I relate? And I'm like, no, but I'm like, I can. The daytime Emmys, they get super excited and scream at home. And then I take pictures. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, everybody. That's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.